Hello and welcome to Vibe Positive. These are your hosts, Mari and MD. And today we have an interview with Rachel and Holder, who runs a blog about being an LGBTQ parent in the Netherlands. Uh, my name is Gretje den Holder, and um, it's sometimes a bit difficult to pronounce for other people. <laughs> yeah, I realize that. That's why I, um, I, uh, I have a blog, and um, and I own a YouTube channel now since since a year. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, the trailer to my YouTube channel is me pronouncing my name and other people pronouncing my name because it's <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah, I understand. As a Dutch person, it's kind of um, hard to work internationally if you have a name like this. <laughs> um, so I have a blog about, um, well, it started as about lesbian parenting and now it, it's bigger than that. It's about um, it's the LGBT community, mostly about um, movies because that's my passion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, what prompted, you know, starting the, the blog? It started when my wife was pregnant and I wanted to know from other people what mm-hmm. it was like being a, a you know a lesbian mom it's a bit different and I couldn't find anything um, when I looked for the term that the Dutch government gives you as the non-bio mom mm-hmm. I could only find pages from the government or from lawyers mm. so I thought you know if if nothing is available I'll make it available myself and I started um, just blogging every week just what happened just to wreck record everything and I did that until he was our son was two and um, yeah it gained some attention because it was the first one and um, for that term that we have called Maymoeder I'm now really high in the search results so people easily find me so they can yeah, find the experiences more than the lawyer stuff mm-hmm. yeah okay. so that's really it <laughs> so I mean we have a, our audience is mainly international and for American and for a lot of people in the Netherlands are seen as this uh, queer paradise. Yeah, I can see why, <laughs> but I would have to disagree yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think it was better. It used to be like that. Mm-hmm. And I think now things have changed a bit. Things are becoming more, um, more, yeah. Well, you know, if you look at the Dutch politics, uh, the, the extreme right is gaining attention and you notice those things and in, in just the way people don't seem to be um usually when you you know previously i think that when you th- thought in a certain way you sometimes didn't say it because it wasn't was frowned upon and now people just free to say whatever they want and it can be very very hurtful and lead to things i mean i think there's mo- there are more hate crimes now and, and a little less to- tolerance um so i hope that it's like just like with economics and it goes up and down and up and down and <laughs> we'll soon change it again that's that's what i hope mm-hmm. yeah but it's, it's still I'm not being from the netherlands it's still more comfortable than in most countries i uh, yeah I, I bet yeah i mean including france in my perspective yeah yeah depending where but de- depending on where but like not so long ago you had millions of people in the street in France to protest against marriage equality. Yeah. So, and they are still very rolled up now because of the talk of about the... Um, um, I don't know how to say that in English. What? Uh, <laughs> the, about the, um, the access to um, medically uh, assisted procreation for everyone. 
like in vitro. Okay. In vitro, yeah, for in vitro for everyone. Because okay. in France, you to, to, to do in vitro, you have to be um, uh, in a straight relationship. Oh. And uh, to have access to in vitro. So, oh. yeah. Um, so the law is supposed to change. I mean, it's a promise from the president, and it, it's actually on its way. But there are still a lot of opposition to that. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to find out, right? If 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 that people feel like that, yeah. it's hurtful. Yeah, mm. it was hurtful when there was the uh, for the marriage equality. It was like in two thousand and thirteen. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah, and and now we're back at it, and people are starting to. I mean, there are other things going on in France right now, but <laughs> yeah. still on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are very much against it. Some people are very much against it and are very vocal about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. I was surprised by that actually. Mm. I I thought France was more, was more open-minded. Yeah. So when I yeah, when I yeah. saw it in the news, mm. I was a bit uh, disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very. Um, yeah, it's, it's it depends where in France and 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 the social background of the persons and and religion plays a very important role in that. Yeah, very, like, practicing Catholic are very much against everything. And yeah. So that's. That's yeah. That's the main issue. But I have to say that, okay. Therefore, for me, when the what happens like in the last few weeks, uh, even days, with the uh, Nashville as a manifesto being signed by some uh, Protestant, Protestant yeah. uh, I mean Dutch. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I thought of Protestant, but I don't like that formulation because it's conservative bit, Protestant. Because, yeah, yeah, because um, and. Uh, that the reaction and seeing the flags everywhere and on churches yeah. and on the buses, but like on churches, I, I was walking from the gym this morning yeah. and so like the rainbow flag in front of a church, for me, How does that make like, you feel? it's like, wow, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because it's not something you would see in France or it's very unlikely. Yeah, yeah I bet. But I, I have the same feeling. I can imagine that it's for you, it's, even, it's 10 times more. Yeah. But I, I too, like when I walk down the street and see it on the, um, the municipality mm. and stuff like that and, and everywhere, the buses had, it on, had, mm. had them on Saturday, I just feel so supported, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, also because it was, it was, uh, it's one thing to have the flags like on, on Pride, or yeah. Pride or, okay, it's one thing, but there it's a reaction Yeah. to, uh, to what could have been seen as a really a, like a like a blow and and what you were saying like this this right like this um increased influence of the far right or more yeah. religious people or you, and and there's still a reaction i don't know how sincere it is yeah but it's still very good to see and i think that if we yeah we think in terms of mental health it's really the kind of things that make a difference. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Because you know that you're not on your own. Yeah. And yeah. that you can reach out to people because you're not seen as different or weird. Cause yeah. And I think people now know that if you say something like that, there are going to be consequences. Yeah. If you see the, the, the outburst of yeah. <laughs> rage really through the yeah. country, yeah. yeah. And, and, that, yeah, and that you feel, okay, I just saw that, read that very invalidated and invalidating thing and it was hurting, hurtful, but I go out in the street and I see the flag yeah. that shows that even the people who I thought might not accept me are ready to actually acknowledge my existence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not truly yeah. accept me because like, 
still, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a um, long way to go. But, it's a long, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's and, nice. And, 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 and putting a flag up is not like, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I mean it, it's, a, it's an important symbol, but doesn't mean that people are truly accepting. But still, but still. I mean, a, I mean, for you, it's even, For me, I'm just, for me, the, that is not even, when I saw the flag next to the churches and like on the buses coming from Ukraine, that just doesn't have you don't see the rainbow flag at all no let alone on churches yeah especially on churches i was surprised by um, the churches too though by the way yeah <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but i'm yeah. like i'm just trying to picture yeah. like the you know russian or ukrainian orthodox church flying the rainbow flag to me that's like <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 nice to to see here and it's nice to yeah i feel that couple of moments of warmth when you're walking down the street and you're like, oh, okay, it puts a smile on your face and it makes you feel yeah. less alone. Um, I, and speaking of <laughs> feeling less alone, I wanted to ask you, how was your experience, you know, being a lesbian parent among other parents? How does that feel for you? Um, it differs. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, there's no problem at all. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. normal, just like mm-hmm. any parent. Um, and then you you will always have those small moments that that let you know that you're different. Mm. Um, and um, the, I mean, there's one funny thing. Well, that was that happened. So it wasn't very negative. But we mm. went when um, our baby was 11 months old. We traveled to the states, and at Schiphol Airport, we had to go through customs, and we had completely forgotten that we. We had no proof that he was our son. <laughs> so he has my last name mm-hmm. and my wife's DNA. So we were held at customs and we gave um, the passport and they were like, yeah, but how do we know that he's yours? Do you have proof? And we completely forgot that we needed to have a statement or something. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, well, he has my last name. Uh, her looks. Uh. <laughs> we were married. <laughs> and... Um, they let us through, but after that we were really scared because we had to fly to the States, we had to cross the border with Canada, go back to, to the States. We were like, oh, is this going to work? But those are the, the, the small things. Um, but that would be the same thing as, you know, when you're traveling with your boyfriend and the kid, and I mean, you have a kid. I mean, just, honestly, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it happened to me because my son doesn't have my last name. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he looks exactly like me. <laughs> but still, I was in France going to take the plane and they were like, okay, we need proof that he's your son. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> calls me mom. Yeah. Us. Yeah. I had I had the paper uh, to prove it. Yeah, we but, but I but I had that moment of, oh, do I really have? I always have it on me, but I was like, do I have it this time? This moment of like this <laughs> small moment of fear. Yeah, because she, I wouldn't have been able to uh, to board the plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which also is reassuring in a way because it proves that they, they pay attention to. Yeah. The kids traveling abroad, and because he was to come it, back here, yeah, or in front and coming back to the Netherlands. I mean, it's a good thing because we we have a few kidnapping cases going on right now in the Netherlands, so it's good that they that they yeah. watch uh, watch out for it. And yeah. and this other thing that actually happened like a few weeks ago, and it still pisses me off. I'm thinking about writing a blog post about it, but I'm not sure how to how to write it. So it's I you sometimes have these appointments where you can't just like. Like with with a hairdresser or any mm-hmm. other appointment, mm-hmm. you you just have to sit there and usually mm-hmm. you talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it just comes up, mm-hmm. and you can't leave or anything, so you just have to enter the conversation. And um, the uh, this I I had 
had met this woman quite a few times already and uh, she kept asking me about her, uh, her son and, and, and then she started asking like, okay, but how did you do it? And then afterwards she kept referring to him as my wife's son. <laughs> I was like, you know, our son, your wife's son, no, our son, like that. When you're a mom, that whole instinct (laughs) just goes up like, oh, no, it's my son. Like, it's so, but yeah. Yeah, the biological aspect of it doesn't matter. It's just that 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 feeling that you have. And so, I don't know why, but I started showing pictures. (laughs) I don't know why. I was just trying to show off my family I guess I don't know because I just wanted to make the situation better maybe for me I don't know or maybe I wanted to make her understand I don't know and then she kept saying things like oh yeah it really looks like her I was like oh that was not what I wanted (laughs) shit so I I was like really frustrated I don't really know how to respond to situations like that I have no idea yeah yeah he kept saying she kept also kept saying like uh about the father of the fire I said no donor it's a donor. <laughs> it's a difference. But yeah. Mm. Mm. That that's and that's difficult because sometimes people really don't they have no bad intentions. They're just so mm. stuck yeah. in their views of worldviews and habits yeah. and internalized norms that they just can't find the right words and weird yeah. saying things and and it's not that they they are in their head that they're being homophobic or anything. They're just Yeah. Just just applying the only Yeah, the only framework, framework they have. Yeah, to, definitely. Yeah. To the situation like yeah, well no, it's not how it works. Yeah. It's like yeah. So yeah, I uh, like but how do you respond then? Because I, I have no idea. I mean it's <laughs> that's uh, probably just there's probably no not one one way yeah. of responding to that because yeah. it depends on the situation, the person, if yeah. it's safe or not. If you feel like it but then I think it's it's about being also aware of what it does to you because it is microaggression yeah Mm. it's part of the you know the stressors that we have to deal with yeah and so I think it's important to recognize it as as such and so mentally put like some kind of a barrier yeah Yeah. Uh, or give give yourself time to recover from it Afterwards, yeah. recognize that it was hurtful. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, take the time and being able to um, balance it. And we're talking about the rainbow flag uh, yeah. on, on churches. Those moments of, well, the moments we feel really good. This builds up resources. Yeah, we talked about it already in the podcast. Yeah, like the way of um, really appreciating, being mindful of those moments because. We need to capitalize on them. Yeah. When faced with we need we need to have a, a bucket of goodness on our back <laughs> yeah. so we can put take something out of it when something like this happens. Yeah. As a I mean as a therapist I would say if it's safe, if you feel like it would also be a good moment for yourself and for this person to be educated, yeah. Yeah. then it it is nice to call people out, but only if you feel good about it and it's very difficult to feel good about it. As a person, I would just like laugh awkwardly and be like, okay, yeah. Yeah. can we get this over with? Yeah, please, because I'm stuck here. Focus on my hair, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I understand that completely, though, because um, I, I, I still have similar experiences. Of course, not I'm not a parent, so but I just coming out that layer. But yeah, that every time coming out to people like you know hairdressers and, yeah. and stuff like that, people who know you, people who 
take care of you for like an hour or two yeah. hours and then you're just like okay so how's your boyfriend and you're like mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> yeah so uh i usually let it slip once <laughs> like yeah just ignore it <laughs> but if it keeps coming up then then i say something about it yeah and then there's this awkward two silence two two mm. moments yeah. of silence where you're like what's the response going to be and then oh that's possible too of course always the same sentence like yeah yep yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that happens yeah <laughs> unless in ukraine though yeah yeah <laughs> i mean no i bet <laughs> i i honestly don't know what the response would be because i usually just like carry on with the conversation um but it's gonna get increasingly more difficult for me as time goes by so it's gonna be interesting yeah yeah yeah, um, no, it's true. It gets harder uh, yeah. to just shut up <laughs> when you're older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and how do you feel, like, on a daily basis? Because, I mean, we're not Dutch. We live in the Netherlands, lived here for, like, three years now? Yeah, two and a half, yeah. Two and a half, three years. But our perspectives are still outsiders. You know, she's from France, I'm from Ukraine. We come from a different place. And for you as a Dutch person, on a day-to-day basis, do you feel safe yes without a doubt safe um there are instances where you you do things that straight people wouldn't do so you just assess the situation and you let go of each other's hands when you don't think it's going to be yeah where there might be consequences and things have changed since we have a son we actually moved because um, I was, li- we were living in a place where, um, yeah, how am I going to describe this? Um, <laughs> we were already um, yelled at in the streets for being a woman. Mm. And so, you know, you all, but as a woman, you grow up with that, you're used to that, no matter how shitty it is, you know how to respond to that. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt you that much anymore. For me, being yelled at as, as a lesbian, that is, has, yeah, has happened, but, then I'm still like, okay, brace for impact, it's coming. Um, uh, and we would just like let go of each other's hands and so that that, that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But with my son, you know, he just says mom to both and we yeah. walk there together. So we didn't want, to want that to happen. So we moved to downtown here, yeah. which is a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Those are the things that you do. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. just to make your life safe yourself, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. 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 And in terms of having a community? I find my community mo- like mostly online. Mm. It's... Um, although I... Okay. Things have changed since I became a mom. I can't go <laughs> partying anymore. <laughs> I used to be really like... Uh, um, I used to be at every party and mm. have like a really big group of friends and I'm, I'm, I met everybody online first and then in real life mm-hmm. and then I became a mom and then I still have my, my core group of friends and, and that's that's how I found my community we talk about these things but meeting new people is kind of harder but now with these uh, with my YouTube channel and everything with going to these cons I like all of a sudden I have such a big big community it's, it's wonderful really it's, uh, and is that the same for you or yeah, is mostly online or I mean, for me growing up in Ukraine again, there's, uh, I mean, there was a, a lot of queer people in denial growing <laughs> up. Oh, yeah. Um, as I think, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of repression going on in general in Ukrainian society. So 
there are some moments where I'm like, you know, if if you had the opportunity and if you had if you had the resources, if you felt safe, you could come out and there could be more of a community, but it's just not possible right now. And that was my experience growing up as a teenager. You know, so there were hard. people that to me were like, you're clearly not straight. Come on. <laughs> but, you, know, you can't really talk to them about it because that's yeah. going to invite a lot of aggression, possibly. Um, so I definitely like found a community on Tumblr. That was yeah. my first sort of circle of people that I could talk to about these kinds of things and get educated. That's where I found the term bisexual even. You know, that was like one of those things. Um, yeah, you can learn so much from each other. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it just grew, and I think a lot of, I mean, for for me at least, and I think you could agree as well, a lot of it comes from fandoms, yeah. um, which is kind of where Lexicon comes in. Yeah, it's, uh, that w- that was you know bonding over shippable characters. Yeah. <laughs> also creates like a another queer community of an, of a different kind. Yes. Um, and seeing that, yeah, become real life when we went to Klexicon, that was incredible because, you know, the conversations that you're used to reading on a screen mm. are happening around you in, I don't, mm. I don't like to use the term real life because now online is yes, real life, yeah. but, you know, offline, yeah. you're able to actually see the person, interact with the person that you would, you know, you would usually mm. express those opinions in writing yeah. and uh, hide behind a screen name. So it was, it was a very nice, um, it's a very nice experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it makes for it different though. Mm. So I was never active in fandoms. Mm. Also, I'm older, grew up without the internet, um, and very much in denial. Had a community, st- I could have had a community through sports uh, earlier in my life, but I was very, very much in denial at that point. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, both the curse and uh, blessing of being by that you can pass. Yes, you don't have to deal with it if you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can, you can be completely in denial of the entire side of yourself mm. uh, without it being that much of an issue, at least at the moment. So yeah. there wasn't that much of a problem back then. And then it was starting to come out to myself and everything. But that, like where the media, being able to um, identify myself or just get normalization through fiction was very important for me. Hence my work for my thesis on the impact of uh, positive representation on mental health. Yeah. Um, because uh, that's what I experienced, and I mean, we talked about it, but I think growing up, the one representation I had was in Buffy. Yes. And if yeah. if Willow had been just if they had admitted that the fact that she was in a relationship where she was happy with a guy, and then went to girls and she, she wasn't like suddenly a lesbian no and and she, even she might have been denial and but that's not how the, her relationship with always was, was portrayed and and so there was something that didn't add up for me and it was yeah. very uncomfortable with the storyline and back then I didn't understand why yeah but inside I understand it even though I liked like the the, the whole love story and everything there was something that wasn't right for me that you don't become a lesbian like that <coughs> no. Not ent- like not entirely. So it's not, and there's it's I I knew deep down it was more complex yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I felt very frustrated with it, and I think that if even the world by or the ideas that you can be into different genders yeah. was explained in that show when I was a teenager or like 
the end of my teens, but yeah, <laughs> I would it would have changed a lot for me. It would have really opened my mind to the fact that I, the fact that I was attracted to men didn't mean. It's so fine to hear your side of the story because I, when I grew mm-hmm. up, I I I never realized that guys did not have to be in the equation. Yeah. That it, that yeah. I when I discovered that um, girls could like girls. I just for some reason it never clicked that you didn't always have to end up with a guy afterwards mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So that's so funny that you were like, uh, it's it's <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, I knew that there were gay people, and yeah. I thought that the fact that I was even moderately attracted to men meant that I wasn't. I couldn't. I couldn't be attracted to women in any ways. Yeah. Well, and I wasn't even thinking thinking about other genders back then. So yeah. Yeah. And then we're talking about the community, and and in France, they were, the way we relate to community is a bit different because it's actually pretty much a bad word. Oh yeah. The idea of communitarism, uh, it's more generally people refer about that when it comes to more culture or religion, but the idea is that when you're French, you have to integrate to the nation, and 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 behave like believe in a certain type of things and behave mm. in a certain way, and then everything else is private. You can be whatever you want on paper um, believe in whatever you want as long as it's more on the private side of your life oh that's interesting and the public side has to be more oh. you know conform to yeah. the nation and everything yeah. which made also France a country of immigration because it was possible to welcome people from everywhere based on that idea uh, but hmm. yeah yeah, that, yeah because that means that in public you can you just you you can form f- you, you, you have like you 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 adapt to in public, but you can still keep your beliefs in private. And and the way you adapt in public is not um, you have to believe in one thing. It's just you know the uh, whole uh, <laughs> liberty equality yes. for anything. Yeah. It's 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 actually the idea of, of the revolution, mm. and that's how also sometimes in a bit of a forceful way the uni- the uh, unity of the, the the nation was united. Okay, okay, you have to, and you have to speak French, and that's why the whole, the, 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 the too much side of it was to stop, like, try to uh, erase off all of local languages. Uh, but, I mean, if it's very interesting, like, just in this perspective, when there are still local languages, and they are, like, much more, uh, much stronger now in France. But if you think about it, there are different accents, different ways of speaking, different expression from one region to the other. But if I compare to the Netherlands, and the differences, I mean, what I speak of, to understand, and but that what I hear, the differences in accents from yeah. such a small country, for me, are mind blowing. Yeah, the jo- the joke here is if uh, every ten minutes there there's a different accent. Yeah, yeah true. And, and and when in France, compared to that, for a much bigger country, yeah. it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Oh. And and so there's a lot more of this idea of unity of, of that you have to be all the same, mm. in a way, to belong to the same nation, same group. So, I think it's. More difficult in a way, though you that puts you won't a lot find of pressure community. on a person. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you won't find you won't find com- sense of community in the same way. I mean, there are uh, queer communities in French, but in France, but also I haven't interacted with them that much. Mm. And also, I don't think that going for social support and community is the first cultural reflex. It exists, of course, but it's at mm. least my experience and also reading about it. <laughs> It's it's not the um, it's it it's not a, it's not the first thing you're going to do. 
build the family or be like the institution, you return towards the state as a provider of everything. And so how did you, how did you try to? My family, my community, yeah. I find it like online a lot. Because by the time I was actually coming out, there was the internet and <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tumblr and like finding resources and YouTube, uh, watching videos of people coming out and explaining the experience. That was my way of, I didn't interact with them that much. Um, and then I found the community through when, yeah, when I changed my career and um, it was all kind of at the same time. Happening okay. at the same time. When your life changes, it generally changes <laughs> entirely. Yeah. And um, there I could find like people. But also, I, I have to say that making the choice of... It was not why I moved uh, to the Netherlands, but ending up like studying in an American university was a good thing for me because it was a different cultural setting and removed a lot of that pressure of conforming. I, I, I did the same thing. I studied in the States too yeah. for a semester. And it showed me a completely way, um, completely different way of. Well, in their cultures, it's much more uh, common to. Oh, this is funny because I'm speaking to a French person now. Uh, to um, <laughs> to um, to have grassroots movements and, yeah. and to protest and yeah. well, yeah, well yeah. you're good at protesting, but yeah. <laughs> the Dutch not so much, you know, like just to to take a stand and and that's how I really learned. Yeah. I think that was one of the few first few times that I really learned from our community. Because yeah. when I was coming out, I um, I was so searching for who I was that I had no mental space left for all the other parts of the community. I was just mm -hmm. really focusing on, okay, so what does it mean to be a lesbian? Mm -hmm. And I didn't have time for all the other things because I was just so focused on myself. And then once you have accepted yourself, mm -hmm. you finally, you know, think, I mean, I, I speak mm -hmm. for myself here, but I finally had some space to, to look at the, the rest mm -hmm. of the community. And yeah. and then you find all, like, all these beautiful people. Like, it doesn't have to be one way, you know? It's yeah. And also, it's kind of like, what is the queer community? Because, you know, when I was growing up, again, the, the few things that I saw on television and online at the time was like queer as folk there were some references in like sex in the city which were terrible oh those yeah mm -hmm, yeah <laughs> like, all those really cringy things but to me when when I was a you know a teenager the the queer community was like a pride parade yeah. that was what I imagined like mm. gay men and speedos yeah that was pretty much yeah. like yeah. what I pictured um and I I do believe that maybe it's just in my mind but maybe it's also how society is changing. Right now, the queer community is much more varied. You see a lot more diversity within mm. the community as well. But still, it doesn't feel like, to me at least, it doesn't feel completely united. Uh, even in the Netherlands, where you know you come together for like Pride, the COSA organizes something, and then you kind of go home. Uh, and then you have all these different like student queer communities, you have the gay-gay community. Yeah. I assume there has to be a, a lesbian community or a community for queer parents, but they're not yeah. all working for the same thing anymore. I think the, um, uh, the CSA used to be the one that was the, the like the activists mm -hmm. organization mm -hmm. that worked really hard for marriage equality and stuff like that. And once that happened, I think things kind of fell apart. I think mm -hmm. that was the one big goal and now there are still a lot of things to work for and, and we do, but it's all fragmented now, mm -hmm. true. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I mean, we, we we had the experience of interacting with uh, gay guys 
white gay guys here and it's like okay we don't live in the same world <laughs> no i bet yeah because everything was fine for them yeah that's that's what yeah i don't think they're all like that though because i mean individually there are, i think a lot of differences but it turned out that the people we met was like mm-hmm. everything's fine yeah. yeah everything's fine that's that's generally what people say now if you talk yeah. about uh, homosexuality oh but everything's fine Mm. Oh, you came out? Oh, cool, everything's fine. You know? Mm. So there's no... He, I think here when you um, speak up about what you don't like yet, what you would like to see changed, then mm. um, it's not... It's seen as something small. and mm. um, Because every, everything's taken care of, right? So, mm. <laughs> you know, and that's... There's still things that could, be, that could go better. Mm. But... It is true that we are in, in quite far with the things that we've arranged. So yes, we see the protests from the rest of the world, and we're like, yeah, that was. I mean, it was two thousand since we could yeah. had marriage equality. So that's yeah. like, it's yeah. this year is going to be nineteen years. That's that's a, that's an entire person's life, you yeah, know, yeah, in the, the, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the next generations. So I, you know, it's understandable. It's yeah, and I mean, it it, it makes sense also with those were guys with men also don't have to find a place in the world as women <laughs> which makes it yeah. so different yeah uh, even if again the netherlands is not the worst country in the world no for that, no clearly no uh, <laughs> but still not perfect but i i, yeah. I have a, i had a question because you mentioned it that you you, you had to move uh when you decided to move we decided after, to yeah, move, yeah. yeah might have maybe continued there but decided to move after the birth of your son when you decided to have a kid, because it has to be a very conscious decision, there's no accident there. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it something that you had in mind that there might be still a social stigma for for your kid? Uh, we are still afraid of that. Um, yeah. I guess we'll find out when he goes to school. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I don't know. I, I kind of hope, and I think I know this, that things are more open now than mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So I'm kind of hoping that he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And I think because it's not just gay parents or lesbian parents. There's so many different family forms right mm-hmm. now. So it's it's almost like it would be weird to say something about it because you know how many people are divorced and then have mm-hmm. new families with 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 their new lovers and stuff like that it's just so how, how many people still have the, the tra- traditional family back home mm-hmm. when they go to school I don't know so I hope not <laughs> I hope not yeah was it was it something you were worried about when you made yes, the decision definitely mm-hmm. we're still we, we were still worried about that we <clears throat> the one thing that we want to teach him is confidence because I think that if you are confident you can speak up if you don't like something or you can fight back mm-hmm. if if something bad happens, or or if nothing bad happens, then great, you have confidence. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just the one thing that we wanna yeah. wanna teach him. Uh, yeah, just. But then again, he is a white dude with <laughs> long hair and blue eyes. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his life won't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And since you mentioned moving, do you feel like? Um, I mean, the answer is kind of obvious, I think, across the world in general, but do you feel like in the cities here, being, you know, queer and being a queer parent is a lot easier than in smaller towns and 
I, I moved specifically to um, when I, I was 18 when I left my hometown mm-hmm. uh, I, li- I grew up in a smaller uh, I'll say village but it was for a village it was kind of big <laughs> so I confused a lot of my friends with that <laughs> for a village it's, it's quite big um, but I didn't know any gay person there and I had like on TV there was no representation the L word only came out when I was I think I just turned 19 and I had just come out. It was a little too late for me. <laughs> well, it was still very useful, but it, uh, I, th- the only idea I had, I had was if I moved to the city, <laughs> then there will probably be a gay club. And I did not research it before I had my, but I ended up in Groningen up north. <laughs> and then, uh, for years, it was voted the best gay club of the country. It was the Golden Arm. And um, the first time I, I went there, I wasn't out. And I... Mm-hmm was just there because it was the introduction week to the to the university and um i could only look at the floor i was so scared <laughs> i didn't look up it was just so terrifying and i didn't go there for another two years but when i came back from the states i was out and i just decided okay now i'm going to live my life out and i'm going to go to the gay club and that's where I literally lived one block away from it so all my friends <laughs> came to my house before we went to that club and it, it was really really where I discovered myself and found friends and really f- felt okay with who I was so for me yeah there was a big difference between the city and a, vi- and, and, and a smaller village yeah well and um, you know you also mentioned that you you travel and you traveled with your son and you travel as well for work to you know what yeah. you do with your with your blog you know, it's quite a big decision to to turn to press and dedicate your at least half of your life to uh, yeah to doing this kind of work. You know, going to cons, interacting with all these people. How did that happen? It's kind of scary too. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, when I started the blog, I really talked about it with my wife because she wants to stay private, and uh, she at the time was a local politician, so she didn't want to <laughs> her private life open that much. Um, so she read everything that I wrote before I published mm-hmm. it. Um, there's this boundary of where do you tell stuff about yourself and where do you just keep things general um, for me it really was that moment when I was looking for information myself and I couldn't find it I thought okay then this is my turn to it's my time to give back to the community I'm going to do it myself um, so I do keep that boundary between private life I try to keep it as much as possible um, but the whole traveling part is just something that happened by well, not by accident. I, I started it, but it was it's kind of something that I didn't necess- necessarily mm-hmm. imagine this way. Um, I I noticed that on my blog, I started talking more and more about movies because it's really my passion. And um, and all of a sudden, I was on YouTube, and I saw videos of the first Klexicon, and I thought, this must be heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can I get there? Mm-hmm. And... Um, how can I make sense of it going? Because just flying to Vegas for a weekend, it's not something you just do <laughs> from the Netherlands. Um, Unless you're very, very rich. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> for as normal folks know. <laughs> yeah. um, so I thought, well, I have a blog and I do these things for the community, so maybe maybe they want me as press. And and then I got a yes. And I was like, what? <laughs> this happened? <laughs> okay. And then, and then I decided, okay, but... If I am going to make this investment, then I should do it with a much bigger reach, and I'm going to add video. And then I took a vlogging course, just so that I would do at least something right. <laughs> I usually find out everything myself, but this time I thought, okay, let's just take a course and then be professional about it. 
and then it was just mind-blowing that first Vegas edition for me uh, like I would use the word healing because it was mm-hmm. like for so long you've been by yourself and trying to look for stuff online mm-hmm. just to yeah. find it find out who you are and feel good about yourself and then you see all these people in real life that that have have helped mm-hmm. you through that ex- journey mm-hmm. and just to be able to say thank you for that it was just amazing and to see all these other people and hear their stories and then mm-hmm. hear things click like oh I had that too mm-hmm. that was just uh, and I and the entire time I was vlogging <laughs> the camera on my face so when I returned home and I put them on my YouTube channel people really started to respond like oh that's me like I if I had been there I would have walked around the same way or like I was there and it was as amazing as you say it was and and then yeah I just started going to the next con and there my channel kind of blew up because I was able to interview uh, all these wonderful actresses and and then things started rolling like people started to respond to me a bit differently too so when I went to Klexicon alone I was actually kind of afraid I was really nervous because it had grown so much over the year I mean it's not that big per se but a growth of like 15 from zero to 1500 is quite it's it's a lot <laughs> so when I first arrived on that Friday night at Klexicon I had this really like nervous moment I was already walking in quite nervous Um, and it was at the cinema where the screening was of uh, I Can't Think Straight. Mm-hmm. And I walked out of the cinema and there was this long line of people waiting. And when when you wait, you just look around. And I walked out and I just noticed, like, I don't know if it was because I was nervous, but I just kind of felt like the whole line just turned around and looked at me. And I was like, oh shit. Like, I, 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 at that moment, I had wished I wasn't that active on the Klexicon hashtag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, shit. And I saw one person that I knew, I walked up to her, and then all these people around her were kind of like, oh, I watched your channel. And I was like, great, like, oh, just a little overwhelming. So things have changed, but um, nothing but good things, really. But it's different now, yeah. <laughs> a year later, yeah. Yeah, yeah Definitely. And, the, I mean, since you started talking about movies, I, I follow you on Instagram, and you do recommend a lot of things, and you do interviews with, yeah. uh, with people, for even for upcoming movies. Um, yeah. So just to, I mean, to wrap up, I wanted to... I have um, one question. Okay. Oh, yeah, nothing before to that. <laughs> um, to, to wrap up this part of the interview, then, I suppose. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, I mean, obviously over the years, representation has changed, and it has, for the most part, part improved. Um, and for this year, are there any particular movies that you're excited about? Yeah, I am. Um, actually, there are a lot of things that I follow on social media, and now I, with my channel, I actually have the opportunity to say, like, hey, can I watch it before everyone else watches <laughs> so I can review it and tell people about it? There are also movies that I don't like, okay. that I don't talk about, because I want to make sure that I'm the go-to person to say, like, hey, these movies are good. Like, mm-hmm. I want good representation, then these are the movies you should watch. And I think The Date is coming up. Uh, um, it's a short film. It's only nine minutes long but I, I it's such a positive story and it's so well done and so it it made me so happy that I just I can't stop t- talking about it online <laughs> like I want people to see that one um, I usually um, contact the film festivals in the Netherlands mm-hmm. to see what's up you know the upcoming mm-hmm. movies um, I haven't watched it yet but I I, I see online the, the Good Kisser movie and I want to I, I want to see it So I don't know if it's good yet, but it, it triggers something in me that I want to watch it. So those are the things that I look out to, and I make sure that everybody knows about them if I if I actually do like them. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and the question is a bit different to see how it would do with that, <laughs> and if you feel comfortable answering it. Because you mentioned uh, earlier that you are actually bisexual. Uh, so you mean you are the unicorn of the bisexual community? <laughs> you are the lesbian who <laughs> oh, only yeah. dated, but also married. <laughs> yes. Bisexual yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> the honor. Yeah. <laughs> so what, do you did you have any reservation? Uh, reservation when you? No, not me. My friends did, and not me. No, mm-hmm. I. Um, she wasn't even the first bisexual woman that I dated. I. I, I don't really care about a person's past, and if you move on to someone else, it's not me, so whether it's a guy or not, I don't care, you know? And so I I saw her, and I immediately knew that I wanted to know something more about her, and, and that I was interested in, in a certain way, and um, yeah, things grew into a relationship, you know? Just go for it. Why why be scared? <laughs> why, I don't understand it, actually. I never have, but there is a, quite a... People are afraid, I, apparently... Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, we had that conversation with a couple of people from the, you know, the, the L and the G of the LGBT. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there is there seems to be a stigma against bisexual people just because, you know, there's more of a possibility that they yeah. would cheat or something. It's person, so maybe it's that. I don't know. Whatever it is in you that you are afraid by that, I don't know why. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's probably a lot of just insecurity, internalized stigma about the fact that you know, if you can go for straight, I mean for the straight, yeah, straight like, relationship, oh, yeah. why would you go for the for the gay one that's yeah. most stig- yeah. stigmatized? That would be harder and everything. Yeah, but yeah, that's not how it works. No, no, and it's it's actually very comforting to hear you say that, uh, to have this perspective of you know what I don't care. If what yeah. this person does before or after me is not about me. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, that, okay, the, so the first experience with me was um, the girl who broke my heart did date, date a guy afterwards. And mm-hmm. I wasn't heartbroken by that. It was the fact that she chose not to say tell about our relationship with her parents. Mm-hmm. And I was clearly in their house and everything. And they, mm-hmm. they, she never mentioned that I was her girlfriend. And then immediately the guy after me was like, oh, this is my boyfriend. That hurts. It's not a, that it's a guy, it's how you respond to the situation. Yeah. That was the painful part about it. Yeah. The rest, yeah. yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is like those those worries are rooted in something true. Mm. Uh, yeah. That or society is or societies are not as accepting. Even even here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and and that yes, there's more risk and everything. But and that phenomenon of uh, the boyfriend being completely accepted and yeah. the girlfriend not, not so yeah. much. It's painful, it's but it does it does it should it be a, a determining factor of your relationship? Like no, yeah, no. It's about the relationship. It's about the person who are in the relationship. Yeah, not the rest. And if it works, yeah, I think it's also about the security of the relationship. Because if you yeah. if you are secure in the relationship, you won't be afraid yeah. that the person will cheat. Exactly, and you can you can cope together mm. with the fact that it might not be possible to be completely out. That there is backlash. That yeah. when you decide to have a kid, to, to have you decide to have a kid, it's more difficult. Or <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you have yeah. to think more about it and and be aware of the consequences. Mm. And if the relationship is strong, there's no reason for no for it to be. The problem, and sometimes it's actually good to have to think things through a little bit more. Definitely, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah, because my wife was was very clear about the fact that she wanted a kid, and um, and she was worried like, okay, now I'm in a relationship with a woman, and ca- can I still have that kid? Yeah. And I said, well, I think there are possibilities, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, you just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, in relation to that, also, if you're comfortable talking about it, in the Netherlands, what is the process of you know having a child as a same-sex couple? Um, there are several ways. It also depends on what you want. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, what are the possibilities? Are and and I have to choose one, if there is at least one. Mm-hmm. But then I um, there's this um, foundation. It's called Miren Gewenst. It's uh, they they make sure that people who want who are not a traditional family can have a family too. That they, they provide the resources and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I I went to um, a meeting of theirs and. And this woman started talking about all these possibilities for lesbian women. I was like, oh, now I actually have something to choose and I have to think about it. What do I want? So what, what, what is important to me, you know? And, um, and we were, I'm so happy with my wife. We think about mm-hmm. stuff the same way. Mm-hmm. Like those important things, we think about them the same way. And so for us, it was very clear, okay, we want an anonymous donor. We don't want to have a father figure in our life and um, in our son's life. And um, there is no... Uh, anonymous donation in, in the Netherlands, so Sebastian will know uh, who his donor is uh, if he chooses to mm-hmm. to look for him. That that's just very possible. Everything's possible. Um, but if you want different things, that can be facilitated as well. Mm. One thing that I wanted was my egg to be used. That was mm-hmm. not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, they only do that for medical reasons, not mm-hmm. for. I'm not even sure if that's in the Netherlands or that facility. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just many options. Just yeah. do your research. Yeah. <laughs> then then you will find the option for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's good to hear that here there are options. Yes. <laughs> there is a uh, enough wiggle room to uh, to accommodate yourself, your needs, and your child's needs above all, of course. Yes. Yeah. About the child's needs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that about the uh, anonymity of the donor. Yeah. There's a lot of things to say about that, but that's yeah. good when the child has the possibility of yeah. knowing. Yeah. Because it's not about the parents there, it's the child who might want to know. And if they don't want to know, yeah, that's fine too. That's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. Please, please check out Heche's blog. We have all the links in the description to this episode. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, basically everywhere your heart desires. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.